0: Well, God bless you, you sat through seven weeks of longer homilies (laughs) during the Lenten uh, homily series that we did during Lent. You all got several years off of purgatory. (laughs) So as an act of mercy, I promise a brief homily this evening. A story, a true story is told of the time during the English occupation of Ireland when the celebration of Mass was strictly outlawed. The penalty for those caught attending Mass was the seizure of their food vouchers. The vouchers were government-issued tickets redeemable for what was the only food available in Ireland at the time. Lose the vouchers and your family lost its food. A very simple and very severe penalty. But the people of one particular village, like so many people throughout Ireland at that time, were good enough to treasure spiritual food even more than physical food. And so they built the, wheel, the wheelbarrow chapel a wooden-framed chapel mounted on a platform of about four feet by eight feet with wheels and handles more or less like that of a wheelbarrow. Late at night, the people would pull the chapel down to the seaside, the only place that offered even a reasonable degree of secrecy in the dark. There, under the cover of darkness, a local priest would step up into the cramped chapel and celebrate the Holy Mass in a voice so low as to approach a whisper for the villagers huddled around their tiny new parish church. And then he would go on further down the beach and further down and so on with each small group. We can only imagine the contrast between the intensity of the prayers of the Mass as they welled up in the hearts of the Irish people and the soft murmuring of their actual voices as they prayed the Mass. We can only imagine the devotion with which they received the bread of life, knowing it was at the risk of losing their only earthly bread. Today, many people are tempted to prefer to do all kinds of other activities on the day God set aside for us to do this in memory of him. Thus, now is a good time for us to see with fresh eyes the beauty and the genius of the Mass on the evening that Christ instituted it. In the Mass, the most powerful mysteries of God are communicated to mere mortals, by means of a divinely instituted mandate. Beautiful enough to be fittingly celebrated in the majesty of St. Peter's Basilica in Rome, but also simple enough to be celebrated in a wooden chapel mounted on a wheelbarrow on the beaches of Ireland. The Mass is a sacred worship, Grand enough to be celebrated by millions of young people every, at every World Youth Day, but also brief enough to be memorized so that devout priests could write the prayers down from memory and celebrate them with only a few huddled prisoners in a Soviet gulag labor camp. The Mass is composed of holy rites. Broad enough to be expressed by a variety of liturgical styles and music in parish churches throughout the world and centuries. But also traditional enough that we do in substance the very same thing done 2,000 years ago by our Lord. On that night when he would bend the knee and wash the feet of his disciples before he would die for them and die for us. Do this in memory of me. Jesus told his disciples on that night, on this night. And the gift, the mystery, and the duty of the mass first entrusted to the apostles has been handed down from generation to generation of Catholics ever since, down to our own day, to this very evening, Every time we gather for Mass, we have the immeasurable privilege to gather not merely to remember what Jesus did, but to do what he did. And we do this in the kind of remembrance of him that makes him present to us once again. Present in a way that is more perfect, more complete, than any other way we find Jesus present in our world. The Eucharist is what St. John Paul II has called the presence of Jesus Jesus par excellence in our world. In our time, of course, we face not the swords of guns or persecution, not the fear of capture or starvation, in our land, only a little inconvenience. The need to give up just a little time and a few activities. Sacrifices so small that those who have been persecuted would certainly pray and perhaps would even weep for us if they knew how easily our generation is distracted from what is most essential to our salvation and sanity as individuals and as society today. Yet, two years ago, we faced an acute suffering, a deprivation the likes of which none of us who are lifelong Americans have ever known. Public masses were suspended for about two months, and we were invited to pray even fast, and to rediscover a longing for the riches of divine grace, we have too often taken for granted up and down our lives. And so, may we who, under now ordinary circumstances of our lives again, enjoy the privilege of celebrating Holy Mass and peace, and freedom, and accessibility. Never to be tempted to use the words like boring to describe this eternal event that saves our souls. May we never again think of other things as more important, but rather may our hearts burn with thanksgiving for the awesome gift of celebrating Mass of receiving Jesus' body and blood, and to use the words of St. Paul of proclaiming the death of the Lord until he comes again. That death that at every Catholic altar brings us new life. A life that we are called to share with the whole world as Jesus taught us. As I have done for you, Now you must do for one another.